0: crown refs podcast we're back for camp season part two hope you enjoy Casido machado from brazil asks how long typically does each camp run hey cass most camps are three days friday saturday and sunday that's for a full session camp some camps are broken down into two sessions. They'll take the weekend and split it. So it would be a Friday night into a Saturday afternoon for session 1, then session 2 would start second half on Saturday and then go in through Sunday. Now there's two kind of camps. There's an instructional camp and tryout camps. You're obviously going to learn from both. You'll learn some different things from each. The teaching camps are going to offer that classroom instruction. Some will also uh, record you and then give you audio and then give you the film to go home. So that's great. Um, Tryout camps, you're there to work your games and receive some post-game critiques and discussion, but only for the duration of the time in between games. So when that next game starts, that clinician is now going to observe that next crew and you're off and away. Um, So you're kind of in and out. There are one-day tryout camps as well, but typically the range is one to three days. This question is from Mark in Long Island again. Good questions, Mark. If the supervisor doesn't know you, how do you approach him to introduce yourself at camp? I'm a big believer in proper greetings, hello and goodbye and all that good stuff. So I usually make it a point at some time in the weekend to go approach the director and say hello, introduce myself, and hopefully speak to them for a couple minutes. The key is finding them at the right time, usually when they're alone. Trying to talk to them when they're in a group full of people, you're not going to get the most bang for your buck and you're paying a pretty buck. So you have every right to go up to there and introduce yourself. They could be most receptive when they're by themselves. So that's the most opportune time. Uh, Tell them where you're from, thank them for the opportunity, and and listen. See what they have to say. If you come armed with a good question, that's a plus also. That'll create some talking points for you. Look, you're paying hard-earned money in camp fees, in hotel, in travel, away from your family. Um, You have every right to go approach them and say hello and get a feel for what's going on. I guess some officials get nervous, I mean, I understand, but why would you show up? Why would you waste your time and money if you're too nervous to put yourself out there? How else are they going to get to know you? I mean, I guess through other people, through other clinicians, they may refer you or, or drop your name, but that's out of our hands. That's out of our control. Control what you can control. That's our job. Ryan from New Jersey, what are the biggest things you see that stop prospects from getting brought on to staff? Good question. I can only speak and give the advice that I've experienced through my travels. So, uh, Ryan, you being from New Jersey, I'm from New York, number one obstacle is the enormous talent pool of officials in the New York City metropolitan area, five boroughs. I mean, Long Island is loaded with officials. Westchester is really on the come up with some big-time prospects. New Jersey. New Jersey is a juggernaut with talent as well as Connecticut. So this is one of the most highly competitive areas in the world for basketball officials, if not number one. So that's number one. You have to be great. We talked about being in shape. I think that's mandatory, especially as a new hire. I mean, if you're out of shape, unfortunately, it's very difficult in 2019 to get hired for a conference if you're out of shape. Lack of experience, geography, I mean, there's probably a hundred answers. And unfortunately for us, we're the officials trying out. We're not on the other side, so we don't exactly know how it all works. My man Carl Toretto from Rockland County, New York says, What do I wear, pants or shorts? Carl, most brochures and applications, the camp director will indicate if they want pants or shorts. If they don't, which is rare... Um, Well, you're always going to bring both, so you'll be prepared to wear either pants or shorts. See what the other people that are going to the camp are wearing. Get to the game early, see what the officials on the court are wearing, Um, and just don't be the person that's wearing pants when everybody else is wearing shorts, or vice versa. If you're asking me from a preference perspective, I don't have one. I don't care. Whatever they tell me to wear, I'll wear, pants or shorts. Ture, also from New Jersey, has a question. Me and my brother might want to try out for the NBA, given our age and ambitions. We're about to make a documentary on twin referees and our journey and where we want to be. What do you think are the steps for the NBA route? Well, you got to start learning the pro game, and you do that by taking the pro class. Now, you're from New Jersey, so the New York City pro class is held by Terry Gilbert, and it's held in the springtime. I could definitely get you connected with the right people that can uh, steer you in the right direction over there. But also, you got to learn the high school book before you can learn the pro book, you know? You, you got to go to kindergarten before you can go to college. You know, the biggest thing you and your brother have going for you right now is your age and your ambition. You know, I've only met you a couple times, but you seem like a really nice kid and your brother. And I know how hungry you guys are. So to have that at your age... At nineteen, um, is awesome. I at nineteen, I was doing a million other things. So I hear stories of young officials all the time, and it's really inspiring because I know they're way ahead of where I started. You know, work your tail off in the short term, doing games all the time, but just be patient. You know, you guys are headed in the right direction. You have the ability to play that long game out. So don't skip steps, just go step by step, you know, be a great middle school ref first, then be a great JV ref, then be a great varsity ref, then try to make it into college and beyond. Step by step, you're building those foundational blocks, which are the infrastructure that you're going to build your career on. And tryout for the New York City Catholic League. I know your father has been an official in the Catholic League for a long time, so it makes total sense for you guys to go to the tryout in June. Hopefully you make it and you could start your um, your high school career in the Catholic League. Great way to start. Watch G League games. You know, you can watch any G League game. It's on demand. I think they use Facebook, um, but they're up all season long. And watch those officials. Those are the officials that are in the place that you want to get to and they're a step or two away from you know achieving their ultimate goal but there's a lot of really talented young officials in the g league that are great to watch matthew kraus from kansas wants to know how do i find the balance between getting enough information from the clinician but not being too clingy that's that's a great question great question Matt. give it up for matthew one time There's a lot of officials out there that need to listen up because a lot of them are very clingy with these clinicians, very clingy, and it's not fair to the current crew on the game. So what AJ means by clingy is specifically when officials at camp go up and start conversations with clinicians while they're supposed to be observing a game and another crew. So essentially, they're distracting them from doing their job. Now, I'm not going to blame the clinicians because I imagine sitting and watching AAU games for 12 hours plus can get a little lonely and boring. So they become vulnerable. And this is where the officials uh, strike like a shark. Now, in all seriousness, look, we've all done it to some degree. And there's a fine line between maximizing your time and extracting as much information as possible and also stepping on another official's toes. Look, a lot of these camps are expensive So we're essentially paying for the price of their attention. Now, no one wants to make their greatest call of the weekend and then look over and see your observer not paying attention because they're talking to three people. Then you look at those three officials who you don't even know and you start to dislike them, um, thinking that you're getting big-timed. And you kind of are indirectly. Um, Look, get as much as you can from the camp and the clinicians Just be conscious that there are other officials who have paid great money to be seen, so just give them their shot. Identify when it's not your time. Go talk the clinician's ear off at breakfast or at dinner or at the evening social, because remember, when you're working a game, you want the full attention of the observer, so return that favor. Chris Harad from Oklahoma has a fitness question. Going into camp season while training in the gym, do you change things up? Workouts with the goals of maybe putting on more muscle, or should I work on my foot speed? What are the components of fitness I should be focusing on? Love the fitness question, Chris. It's a major part of what we do, and it goes hand-in-hand with our profession. You know, the best answer is specific to each individual and their body type, so if you're looking to get quicker and lean out for camp, then you would focus on more cardiovascular and muscular endurance-based exercises, to improve your body composition and, you know, get you to the ideal weight. If you're happy with your waistline, then you should focus on more muscular strength and resistance training, the upper and lower body exercises that are going to add more lean muscle. So it just depends on what you're looking to improve. I mean, I recommend everything from weights, cardio, yoga, cross training. It's all about confusing the body and switching up your routine. You know, training for camp can be a very good source of motivation. I'm currently training for camp right now. It feels like I make it like I'm training for the Olympics in my own mind. But let's not just get in shape for camp. Let's get in shape for life. Nate Hilliard wants to know, how do you be the best partner you can be while working with people that may not be at your same level? The level that your partners are on has nothing to do with you and your career. It doesn't matter if they're in 10 conferences or zero. We're going to treat them both with the exact same level of respect. Now, don't worry about how other officials are performing. Don't worry about what they're calling. I think I put up a post about that a couple weeks ago. It's just like, it's just counterproductive to you doing you, right? At camp, they're looking at you individually, And they're also seeing how well you work with the crew. So if you're working with somebody not quite on your level, you may stand out because of that. It could be an opportunity for you to run the game in some spots. You might have a couple step-up moments that might present themselves in the game. Um, If you're working with people better than you, same thing. It's an opportunity to showcase your skills now with better officials. We want to work with people that are better than us. One thing you don't want to do is come out of your primary just because the official is not as experienced as you. And another thing we don't want to do is not come out of our primary because our partner is on a higher level than us. You talk to everybody differently, but treat everybody the same. Thanks for listening to Camp Season Part 1 and 2. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I answered all of the questions. I tried to to the best of my ability. If I didn't, please hit me up uh, if you have any more. Also, if you have feedback, I always love to hear whether positive or negative. Um, feel free to share it with others. Feel free to go to iTunes and uh, leave your rating. We'd appreciate that. Um, you guys have a great day. Crown ref family.